Hi everyone, it's Witchy Bites. Hi. And we're up to Episode 21. 21. Oh yeah, baby. We had to check. We did. We always <laughs> have to check. Who are we kidding? God, there's a wasp inside. Because I trapped a wasp in and the cupboard. And the wasp is <laughs> trapped in the cupboard. Look, it wasn't smart enough to go for the frying pan so I could scoop it outside. Normally I have to chase them out the window, like Oh god. Anyway. because uh, Luke's allergic to bees and he doesn't want to know if he's allergic to wasps. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, fair. You shouldn't have talked about wasps on the last episode, the episode before. Where I, where I was like, oh, yeah, like I haven't seen any. And then it was like, explosion, welcome to the autumn. <laughs> I suppose because it's because I've been paying attention. I'm like, they're everywhere now. <laughs> I hate my life. Thanks, Liz. I'm just going to blame you. <laughs> Even sorry. though it's totally not your fault. It was just I'm something sorry. that was going to happen anyway. Yeah, unfortunately, it's true. Mm. Okay, so how you been, though? What's going on? I've been pretty good. Um, <laughs> Minus wasps. Minus wasps. I've been pretty good. Yeah, I've been doing a few bits and pieces. I've been really getting into herbalism lately and I've been noticing oh. plants a lot more than I did before. Did you end up doing work with one herb? What Did you end up picking rosemary? In the end, I didn't work. I didn't end up doing that. Mm-hmm. But I... I haven't quite finished it, but I, I took a, um, a short course through the Chestnut School of Herbalism and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about taking their immersion course, but it is quite expensive. But there's a payment plan. Oh, well, that's all right then. So <laughs> it's still pretty expensive, so I'm, I'm weighing it up and seeing if I can afford it. Mm-hmm. But it, it, essentially it was really good, mm-hmm. like the, the short lessons that I had that I took for free were they were really good and they were just the free ones. So I was like, oh, okay. So there's a lot of stuff, as I talked about in that episode, a couple of episodes ago, they do have a lot of stuff for free um, that is really good. So, yeah, if that's what they give away for free, imagine what the paid for, you'd hope, the paid content is like. So I'm still thinking about it because, yeah, it's an investment of time. It's a long course. It's a 1,000 hours. And money. So I'll keep you posted on that. Yeah. So that's been my main interest lately. What I've been doing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Been trying to get my way through um, Pagan Britain by Ronald Hutton. Oh, I love Ronald Hutton stuff, but it's dense. Oh, my God. I swear <laughs> it takes me an hour to read, like, 15 pages. <laughs> and I end up reading the same line a few times. What does that actually mean? I'm not still in uni anymore. <laughs> it is like that. It's like reading a textbook. And it's good, but it's taken a long time to get through the pre-Roman history and Oh, yeah. Essentially them saying, well, these are the theories, but no one knows. That was, like, no 200 knows. pages. So. <laughs> Here's a bunch of ideas, but no one knows. 200 pages later, and that's all the ideas. Speaking of Ronald Hutton, I saw just recently, I can't remember the guy's name, Peter something, as we're going through stuff, I might look it up. So this guy has written a book. He's been investigating the origins of the the witch's coven that um, Gerald Gardner supposedly was part of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just released his book. Oh, that would be a good read. It's an introduction by Ronald Hutton, which made me remember. Oh. Um, I can't remember where I saw it and I can't remember the guy's name besides Peter. Isn't that great? I will look for it as we go through and suddenly burst in on Liz talking and say, this is what it is. 
Um, no, you'll remember tonight at midnight. And then I'll message Liz and go, put this in the show notes. Um, <laughs> supposedly from his research, he's been researching for about 20 years to find this group and they, because it was always, as far as I know, it was always, he may, Gerald Gardner may have gotten some information from somewhere, but he wasn't actually, they weren't 100% sure at all if he was part of any kind of coven. But supposedly after this 20 years of trying to find him, yeah, there was a coven. There was a coven there. They were like artists and bohemians and, and um, the- theos- the- theosophists. I can never say that word. Um, so they were part of the Theosophical Society? I think so. Okay. It makes sense because there were so many people who were, you know, who came out of like the Golden Dawn and yeah, the Theosophical yeah. Society. And and, yeah. Okay. Es- essentially, it, I mean, it was that. His books have a lot of basis on what had been researched through the Theosophical Society. So yeah. it's it's not really surprising, really. No, no. Yeah. And I think that was put forward before. Oh, my God, the wasp didn't go into the cupboard. It's there. Okay, after that second interlude of um, my worst nightmare, we're back. <laughs> uh, the um, Ronald Hutton board. It'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. No, not Ronald Hutton. With the introduction by Ronald Hutton. Yeah. Well, I felt that about the Scottish witchcraft book and uh, it wasn't because he wrote the intro. But anyway, it's fine. Well, this the guy This guy has been researching this for 20 years, so he might be, yeah, that can go either way. It can be really <laughs> great or it can just be like he's just too caught up in this subject. Really biased. Well, yeah. it would be, it'd be great. Like, you know, it would be cool if it's true. It'd yeah. Really like cool it, 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 it it interests me and I'd like to hear maybe not a whole book but I'd like to hear some of what he ha- the guy has to say about the coven that we do now know was there. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, like, you got to look at it's around similar times as, you know, Rosaline Norton was doing stuff. And oh, she was so interesting. Did you oh watch that documentary? Yes. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen more about her spiritual practice rather than her art, but I still love her art. Like, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And I suppose it was aimed at being more mainstream, like, it was a history of an artist with all of that witchy stuff sort of layered over the top rather than. The history of a witch with the art laid over the top. I see her as a witch first and then the artist. But other people might disagree, so yeah. Yeah. That's my I, impression of her. I so if people don't know what we're talking about, there is a documentary on all the channels essentially. It's on It was on Amazon Prime, Apple TV and not on Netflix though. Don't think it was on Netflix. I can't no. recall. I know it's on a few of them. Anyway, it's yeah. called The Witch mm. of King's Cross. And it's a story of an Australian witch called Rosaline Norton, who was an artist as well. And she actually, one of my, fa- my most favorite pagan book ever written is on her. Is um, it that pen? That's the latest one. The original one, which I read, was The Witch of King's Cross by Neville Drury. Ah, because he wrote the later one as well. (laughs) Yeah, so it's the same book. It's just been updated. Okay, all right. Yeah, it has some of her artwork in it and stuff rather Mm. than being a book. I actually have both, even though they're nearly... Nearly identical? In words, they're identical, yeah. Okay, because I've got the later one with the visuals, with the pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really hard to get and really expensive at the time. I think now it's quite fair. You can get it in a lot of places, but it's... At the time, it was so hard to get. There's a book of her artwork from the 50s that's oh. turned up in a Sydney secondhand bookstore. Oh, wow. Somewhere in New South Wales. Yeah. And it's like $3,000. Oh, 
Really? I wonder if <laughs> they've only printed a thousand, so Don't you yeah. do that. No, I think it's a fly. It's fine. <laughs> I was checking just to make sure so Thank I can you. get it out if it's not. Stop looking at it like that. <laughs> well, I just don't want you to suffer if it's not. Mm. It's a fly. Okay, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I can tell in hundred paces. <laughs> this is like me with spiders. <laughs> Fear does this to me. Um wasp season in Tasmania. No, Hannah, it's a fly. It's a fly. It's a fly. It's a fly. It's it fine. A fly. <laughs> okay. It's still warm enough to have flies. Uh, yeah. So Rosalie Norton, she lived in, did we say she lived in the 50s? She, she practised in the 40s and 50s. She died in the 60s. Yeah, I think she was, was that practicing right? in the 30s as, as well. well. Yeah. And she got, oh, you go. Oh, no, I, and she lived in uh, Kings Cross for those who are not Australian is a suburb of Sydney. It was the kind of like the... Uh, dodgy area. Yes, um, it was Sydney. poorer suburbs, renowned for um, nightclubs and prostitutes at one point. <laughs> I think when my mum lived in Sydney, she lived in King's Cross for a little while. She loved it. <laughs> she was a young lady at that time and, and free and happy and she, yeah, she loved loved King's Cross. I bet. I bet yeah. she did. Yeah. So it's good, worth reading the book if you can get your hands on it. Not the three thousand dollar art book. No, that was in the fifties, fifty six, nineteen fifty six. Oh, um, that was then. Oh, okay, right. I was going to say that's not very expensive for now. No, no. that wasn't now. That was then. Um, yeah, but anyway, so uh, yeah, that documentary was worth watching. I think, mm, 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 especially if you're into like very witchy style art. She was very bohemian, as you can probably gather from 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 that word. That was what she was like, and. She, she was just so interesting. and The media loved her because she was what they considered controversial. Oh, yeah. And then she played up to it, which I thought was fantastic. It almost became – the way that the documentary talked about that was that her persona of being a witch and being in the media became almost like an artwork. Mm, and um, that's pro- I'd say that's how she viewed it because that was what she was like, it seemed. And she, it was all like experiential. Like, yes, there were some drugs involved, but nothing particularly hardcore and alcohol. And that was how she experienced, had her experiences and made her art from that. So it was all, all full of symbolism and Pan featured very heavily in a lot of her works. Like that was her, I suppose, her patron for want of a better word. I don't think she called him that, but, yeah, like he featured very heavily in her work and yeah, she's just so interesting. Yeah. She's just such an interesting person and very counterculture for the time. Yeah. She was definitely a strong person. That's oh yeah. All I can say, because she went through hell with the media. Yeah. So That's what we've been doing. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> reading. I've been reading. <laughs> reading, watching documentaries. I've been considering joining that course. That's 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 the long and short of it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and uh, one of the things that we decided to do for today's episode was instead of a topic, we thought we would have a discussion. So we haven't had a discussion-y kind of topic in ages, so nothing overly prepared. Yeah, we haven't had a discussion-y kind of topic, I suppose, for ages. So where this has come from, one of the local here in Hobart, Lynn Parlett, she put up a statement and we thought that it would make a really good topic. And we have her permission to 
share her statement, which we're going to talk about. Uh, so the statement is century. <laughs> the statement is start again. Go. You can do it. Centuries old practice is not learned on TikTok. Don't school others on law you read somewhere. Chop wood, carry water puppies. There are no shortcuts. So this is not quite a quote, but like this is just her thoughts that she put into a little graphic to put on social media. Like that's not taken from somewhere. This is just Lynn's thoughts. Yes, that's yes. right. Yep. Um, and Lynn is the shop owner of um, the little alternative pagan store here in Hobart, the Page and Cup. So she does have some people that do come in and try and school her. <laughs> so for her to put this up, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously an issue that she sees a lot of or she experiences a lot of. So I kind of wanted to talk about that that statement, like I, I think it's, it's got a lot of merit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to sum up like my whole talking that we're probably going to do in a sentence, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> save that for the end. <laughs> I'll save it for the end. <laughs> All right. So I think the easiest way to. Hello, puppy. That is the size of a small horse. I love this puppy. Oh, hello. Yeah. Yeah, she's winning everyone over. Ask her if you're going to be noising tip-tap everywhere. I'm going to have to kick you out. All right, so I guess I, I kind of like wanted to talk about the first like by line by line. I think that might be the easiest way to do it. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, so the first line was centuries-old practice is not learned on TikTok. I both agree and disagree with this statement. That's going to be what I say for basically everything. <laughs> I think it comes down to your definition of learned in this statement. Yeah, I agree. So I looked up a few definitions. Are you happy for me to read them out? Because you Go know me. Go for it. Go for it. All right. So, so these are definitions of learned or learning or, or learning, learning. Yeah. in general. Um, I'm going to start with the psychology definition first and then work my way up. How does that sound? It sounds awesome. Okay. Go so Psychology Dictionary says, process through which we acquire new information or build on information previously learned. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty good definition. Mm -hmm. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary says, the act or experience of one that learns, mm -hmm. knowledge of skill acquired by instruction or study, mm -hmm. and then modification of behavioral tendency by experience such as exposure to conditioning. Okay, yes, that's interesting. I thought yeah. that one was yeah, really yeah. interesting. <laughs> and then on Wikipedia, and then we can break these down. On Wikipedia, they said, learning is the process of acquiring new understanding, knowledge, behavior, skills, values, attitudes, and preferences. Some learning is immediate, such as a single event, so like touching the stove and finding out it's hot, that's it. I've learned something. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> I, had a, I had a friend in high school who, when she was a kid, she ironed one of her hands and ended up with really bad scars. Oh, my God. But she ironed one of her hands and then because she thought they were wrinkly and then she went and did the other hand. So she didn't learn that from a single event. I, I can't comment on that because that's horrendous. <laughs> I asked her if, she, if it hurt and she said, yeah. But she had to do the other one. Apparently. At least they'd match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't. Com yeah. How old did you say she was? I, don't, I can't remember. It was so Primary school? 
I think she was in primary school. One would hope. Yeah, yeah. If you're 13-year-olds ironing both of their hands, you've got a problem. Yeah. Everything is fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is going to be a great episode. It's going to be really awesome. Two wasps and a dog so far, so we're going really well. It's all right. She'll one come back in in about three minutes. Okay, so um, the other thing is, but skill and knowledge is accumulated from repeated experiences. That's part of the Wikipedia definition? That's right. right. Okay. Yeah. So they're the definitions of learning. I think the interesting one is the process through which we acquire new information or build on information previously learned. You can do that through any source, any tool, Mm. be it TikTok, websites, books. I think something for me that's really interesting with this, this, the whole statement, but especially that first part, is people often, when they think of learning, they think of pedagogy. So they think of children learning. And from the study I did, like the course that I did, adults don't learn like that at all. It's really, really different. You have to teach adults in an almost completely different way. If you're a primary school or even a high school teacher, you usually can't teach adults very well because the way you've been trained to teach them doesn't work. You can't just tell an adult to do something and then expect them to go off and do it without any context, without any... This is why, because they just won't. If they can't see it intrinsically, and a lot of people can't, if they can't see how it builds to something, they're not going to do it. And there's a lot of, not a lot, but a few different things you have to do to teach adults that you don't have to do for children. You can just tell kids, go and, and do this, and they'll learn something from it because they're learning so much and their brains are so different to adults. Little sponges. Exactly. But adults, because it actually takes them a bit more to learn almost anything, they have to be given context, they have to be given reasons, they have to basically know the reward before. So statements like this one, I see holes immediately from that knowledge. But I also see why why, why it would be thought that it fits in this way. So... Adults learn in lots of different ways and you have to accommodate all those ways. And essentially to me, social media is a great way to accommodate some of the ways people learn. And another thing about adults is they they like to have more interaction in their learning as well. So again, a lot of people, you can't just sit them down with a book and say, hey, read this and then do something and then hooray, you've learned because they won't. You're absolutely right. There are mm. different styles of learning and people mm. learn in different ways. And and some people do learn through rote learning. Like Not know, many. As adults, not very many people learn through rote. They learn some things through rote, but actually, surprisingly to me, not many. It's not a good for student for um, children. It's not a great learning no. method either. <laughs> but adults probably won't learn through rote. No. At all. Almost so, at all. So really, it, so in taking that into consideration, then maybe learning through TikTok is not something that would be suitable for some learners. Um, it did need to be supplemented. Yeah. Probably heavily. Yeah. But like a visual media, i.e. TikTok videos, as a supplement to other things, it's great. 
yep. as giving people ideas about stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow, they talked about this thing for five minutes or like for however long the video is. <laughs> 60 seconds. 60 seconds. <laughs> you can tell I use TikTok a lot. Don't love, judge. Love TikTok. <laughs> but, you know, you get a 60-second video, you're not going to – it's not long enough to learn – to fully learn about something. But if they're like talking about, I don't know, Inokian magic and you're like, what the hell is that? And you go and do some Googling and find something that gives you an idea and then you go, oh, okay, I'm interested in that now. Then you go off and find a book or whatever. That's great. That's fantastic. That's like go TikTok. It may not have taught you every single thing about Inokian magic, but you might not have even heard of it, which I think, like, I think... For TikTok in particular, that's like that's the magic of it. The finding of things that you had no like I don't know what that is. And then you go and look into it yourself. I think one of the things that people forget is that these are just tools. They're tools mm. for learning. So like They're tools for a lot of things, but Yeah. yeah. Books are tools. Yeah. The internet's a tool. Yeah. Talking to other people is a tool. Yes. But all of those things do not mean uh, – they will help you gain knowledge, but mm. maybe they won't teach you how to use that knowledge. No. And that mm. comes through experience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think another thing that can be forgotten, especially if you've been raised, schooled in a monotheistic kind of religion, for want of a better term, but, you know, a book-based authority of religious practice I suppose system you can't just read the one text and then it's done like this is the authority if you read it if you memorize every single thing you're done you know everything about that religion supposedly I don't think any religions like that but there's nothing within paganism that you can go you're not looking at anything, are you? No, I'm feeling annoyed at whoever's whippersnippering really loudly. <laughs> That's what we're hearing. Let me we- just close the front door. Yeah, I think I think the idea that you that Okay, I actually have another problem with that sentence. The first one, yes. Yeah. Centuries old practice. Do we really know it's centuries old practice? None of these practices are that old. Exactly. That yeah. we know for certain. I mean, things have been handed down and there are certainly superstitions and... Um, I like to believe that... Concepts. Yeah, have are that old. Stop looking over my shoulder. No, I'm looking at traffic. It's okay, that's okay. <laughs> There's nothing there. Thank you. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll just keep talking. Um, That'd be the same if it was a huntsman. Yeah. They fly, Liz. <laughs> um, not the huntsman, the wasp. <laughs> Yeah, like centuries old. Yes, we'd like to think that, like you said, the concept of or like we can, I would say with some certainty, yes, there's been like seasonal celebrations for centuries. Yeah. I would say, yeah, they've done that. Continuously, no. Yeah. Um, do we so- know the form of the celebration? No. God, no. <laughs> no way. So the idea of it is possibly that old. But the practice isn't. Now, I want to preface this by saying we're talking about modern-day witchcraft here. We're talking Pretty about much, yeah. witchcraft. I'm um, also taking into account like occultists, like Golden Dawn, that kind yeah. of magical practice. We know they're a couple of hundred years old. I will say, uh, so I know that Lynn has, um, she's grown up around 
reservations and indigenous cultures, like she's from Canada. Yeah. And so she might be her pers- referring to those. Her perspective would, I suspect, without talking to her, but I suspect would be about that. And definitely like that yeah. kind of cultural indigenous thing is centuries old. Yes. Millennia old, you know. So, But so- I, I also like reading that statement, I wouldn't have thought that was referring to that. The real, there are practices from a lot of Indigenous cultures that shouldn't be practiced by people who aren't that culture. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's appropriation. Yeah. So this I wouldn't have thought would refer to that because no. you've got to be sensitive to people. Yeah. Practice your own cultures. Like I'm, I've got Celtic roots and there's great, awesome practices that we think came from there. Yeah. So I try to stick to that, especially on the podcast. Like I try to stick relatively to my own heritage yeah i'm certainly very interested in other people's cultures from like a observer kind of perspective i suppose i love i love hearing about things that make people happy and passionate and of course if things are are closed and it's not shareable of course i will respect that and Mm. understand that but i love hearing about people who are passionate Blah, 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 blah. specifically around spirituality. Like oh, I yeah. love yeah. that so yeah. much. Yeah. And it gets you fired up and you're like, like often I hear about something like, oh, I'd love to to do something like that. And then I'm like, oh, that's that's not my culture. Unless I'm invited, it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. But then it makes you go back and look at your own practices and the things that you do know relatively that were done in the places that you come from. Yeah. And you're like, oh, Here's something that's a bit similar, yeah, and it's my own, yeah. So I'm going to do do it that way, or take on those things, or those perspectives, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm. So for the statement, I didn't think of it as actually referring to indigenous practices, mm-hmm. but it could be because that is what Lynn knows and where she comes from, and et cetera, et cetera. But how fucking annoying would it be having people come in and say this shit to you and you're just like this is old this is yeah. something that you're disrespecting and you're coming in here and sharing this knowledge that you've learned off the internet like i can see why that oh would yeah totally yeah absolutely yeah piss someone off <laughs> and i mean sometimes like in the early days when i was learning about about witchcraft and wicker and that and there were discussions and people who had no idea like they'd read a beginner's book mm. or like an article in a newspaper and mm-hmm. then were like yeah i know print media i know old <laughs> but they had like they they weren't claiming to be an expert but they were also like oh no no they didn't do it like that yeah it's like how do you know you've read yeah. like where did you read that oh this article yeah no 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 yeah I've read these three books or these five books or the I've talked to this person who knows that yeah. they've done it like this. Yeah. It must have been horrible. <laughs> it can be really annoying. I'm sure I did that when I first started because when oh, you yeah, get totally. passionate and excited about something mm. and you think that's the way. Oh, yeah. How, like I bet I did that when I was a teenager. Oh, I totally. I bet I did it. I bet I pissed off a number of people. Yeah. 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 And, and, I mean, I suppose for us it was – a bit better and worse. Better because you didn't find these people to embarrass yourself in front of. <laughs> but worse because when you did, you probably really, really embarrassed yourself in front. I know I did. Yeah. Because, 
oh, wow, someone else who does it, who's like been doing it for more than 50 seconds like me. Oh, my God, I'm just going to tell you all these things. Yeah. Oh, now I'm really embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I fucked it up. Yeah. So, you know, there wasn't a local, well, that we had a shop, (sighs) the Akashic Bookshop. I grew up in Launceston, so (laughs) I had Bacana. And I don't know if the Akashic Bookshop was, oh, no, I think it was there when I started out. But, yeah, like there was, there may have been a bookshop where we lived yeah. who may have had some hippies in it that were kind of witchy. Yeah. And that was it. And the Pagan Alliance. And the Pagan Alliance, yes. If you were brave enough to go. Yes. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I, well, like I'm, I'm part of the Witch Vox group, you know, that mm-hmm. got on there and made profiles and met people that way. Mm-hmm. So that's how I met people. And how I had conversations with people and, mm. you know, I, and to be fair, I pretty much hung around people who were the same age as me that probably had very similar sort of, you know, yeah, ideas and thoughts or they were definitely more experienced than I was, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I agree. I think, I think the idea that, that, that people school like so the statement was don't school others on law you read somewhere Mm. i hate to say it but i think we live in a society where people do school other people on how they think they should morally act or in a lot of ways not just yeah not just this issue or yeah not just with paganism i suppose and i think it's a it's kind of a combination of two things if I think about it one it's trying to show that you know stuff even if you maybe don't don't. you want to look like you I have an idea of some things and words and stuff and look at me I'm great yeah I want you to to notice that I'm valuable in this space yeah and then I think the other thing is some people feel like they don't get heard so they try to be heard because there are so many like shouty voices I suppose yeah and it's a tra- it's a trauma response. Both of them are trauma responses. Mm. Both of them mm. are responses to the way that society is set up. I think, mm. and I I have to remind myself, like it when like I've known people who do this, um, and I know you've known people that have done this, and you and you you try to be as patient as you can because you know that it's just them trying to find their way and fitting mm. in the space and that kind of thing. But fuck, it's annoying. <laughs> yes. It is annoying. It's just, it's just, yeah. Like but, you can't get around it, but like, I mean, it, going back to the plant medicine stuff that I've been looking at, um, I was watching a, like a lesson yesterday and the woman was talking about, Foraging, so foraging wild food, so identifying plants that you can actually eat that grow out, not in gardens. And she was saying when people start out, they're really cautious and they'll over-identify the plant to make sure they can eat it because they don't know, they have no knowledge. But when they get a little bit of knowledge, then they become much more cavalier and they might, and she's known people who have eaten something and died. Like she's known of a few people who have eaten stuff. And these aren't real true beginners. Like they have a little bit of knowledge. Mm. And, yeah, they go out and they just like, oh, yeah, this is watercress. And it's the other kind of – I think it's hemlock or something like that. Oh, my God. Okay, and they know that's bad. (laughs) Yeah, and they've eaten it and died and like hardly any. 
And it's a real, almost a beginner mistake, mm-hmm. but the plants look really similar. Yeah. So sometimes I see this happening. Like people get in, when they're starting out and they really don't know anything, they're quite conservative yeah. and respectful towards people they see who know more because they've just been doing yeah. witchy stuff, pagan, practising craft, etc for much longer but then they start to get an idea of themselves which is great mm-hmm. but they also seem to sometimes think that they're just right and everyone should follow what they're doing which well personally it goes against most of my beliefs because mm. everyone's on an individual journey and you can't dictate what anyone else think- will see do hear experience yeah and you have to accept that yeah like I obviously haven't experienced the same things as you and you haven't experienced the same things as me no and I think that the fact that we love and respect each other helps yeah create that trust environment but if you're not in that environment and you're pushing your thoughts on other people then that's when it starts to become yeah I think problematic Yeah. yeah And it's also hard when you think that you can't disagree with other people. Yes. Or they can't disagree with you in some way that's bad. I think so too. And it's sad, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not in that safe space where you can go, well, well, it's, we've talked about some of the experiences and we've been in the same spaces, you and me and others, and we've all had different experiences. Absolutely. Really negative and really positive at yeah, you know, the same time in the same space yeah. doing the exact same thing. Yeah, but it's just all the personal stuff that comes with it, and then they've, oh well, I saw something really scary. Oh, I had a really great experience and yeah. met this great spirit, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. So, if you're not in a space where you can go, oh, well, I did have a negative experience, and my experience is valid, and but your positive one is still really valid. If you don't feel like you can do that, yeah that's pretty bad like that's yeah I can see why people go no 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 I had a bad experience so mine it's my this is what happened yeah or something similar yeah yeah they push themselves and their experience or thought or whatever forward yeah because they don't feel they can disagree or the that other people can yeah because it's not safe yeah yeah Mm. yeah I think I think also that maybe um Something around like a false confidence. Mm. It's almost like the impo- the opposite of imposter syndrome. Like uh, a, almost like a fake it till you make it kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I know this stuff and yeah. believe me when I say it. Um, and then, but then I guess that's another thing where experience teaches you. I think it comes, I hate to be ageist, but I think that comes with age or it comes with experience. Yeah, the time spent doing something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because I think if you were raised in a pagan household and had been meditating since you were able to understand the concept yep. and now you're 20, you probably would have more experience than someone who's 30 and yep. started when they were 25. Yeah, yeah. And you'll yeah. probably be more confident in your ability or, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So not really age. Yeah. But I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to <laughs> yeah. say like, yeah. Experience, actual experience. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I see... Life experience. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I do think the experiences of your mundane life as well as your magical life influence how you... Well, of course, it influences how you see things. But for this kind of statement, I would think that someone who's been around the block a few times even without being a in the pagan community or, mm. or practising a witch or whatever mm-hmm. would probably not fall under this kind of categorization or probably wouldn't do the kinds of things that I think Lynn is trying to point out with yeah. the, with this statement. Yeah. Just because they would know not to. I don't know. For what I don't know. Can you put it in a better way? <laughs> I think, like, I read this statement to be, um, so you've got to think of Lynn. She's a very experienced practitioner and she's getting people into the shop who are very new to the craft mm. who will have seen a video, say, on TikTok and they'll be like, I want a Ouija board. Get me one. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on TikTok. Can you get one in for me, please? Yeah, or or even like, oh, well, you're saying this, but on TikTok, it, this is how it really is. And that would really, really annoy me, And I, I have to say. And I can see why this like, – yeah. I, like, I agree. I agree yeah. with her. It's it, it, That would be really – Oh, yeah, it would just – yeah. It makes me want to – Get out of my shop now, please. <laughs> I don't care about your money. <laughs> I could, yeah. I don't interact with the public well, despite my customer service job, but we'll just move on. I think, yeah, communi- skills and communication as well, like, really play a part yeah. in, in that. And and as you said before, it's your practice is so personal that oh, I yeah. think people forget that 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 it is what you make of it, mm-hmm. and the experience that you have will be what you make of it. And how much you put into it. I have to say, though, as a sort of sidetrack, side note, on that, like the personalization of experience and it being really personal, when you start, well, when I started out, I won't generalize because that sort of defeats what I'm going to (laughs) say. But when I started out, like you read the books and, and, you know, it's like, okay, this is how ritual goes. I have to do this and this and this and I'll get this result. Like it was almost a formula and you read the book and this is the authority and it has to be and I can't do this ritual because I don't have the purple candle that's big enough or whatever. Yeah. I was very much like that. But when I sort of got to the point where it's like, oh, well, I can just do it by feel or I can just chuck a few things together. It's like I've got a white candle, so I'll just use that. I don't have all the candles I need. I'll use something else. That was great. But then when I got to the point of, well, the whole experience is just mine and I can't actually do it wrong. Exactly, yeah. It, you can't do it wrong. It was revelation because it didn't invalidate the experience at all. If I got something and felt that I had some kind of experience in inverted commas mm. and it was meaningful to me, then it was totally valid. Yep. So yep. it was just like, well, the pressure was off. Yeah. And it was wonderful. I will agree with you that I did also think of the formulae recipe style. Yeah. Like I actually did think that for a really long time as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you didn't, well, I didn't do stuff because I didn't have the right stuff or wasn't just just in the right frame of mind. Or And I read books that said if you didn't 
if you didn't have everything and you weren't in the right frame of mind, it could be dangerous, so don't do it. <laughs> so much of my stuff's ad hoc now. It's like- you could invite a demon into your circle. And I was like, don't we not believe in demons? But yeah, I read that. Yeah. And like in books by people yeah. who were quite prominent in, yeah. in the community. I haven't read that for quite a while. But, you know, oh, it's dangerous. Oh, fairies might get you. Yeah, but, you know, something yeah. something scary will come in and yeah. get you. And then I read that. I mean, there are people that that have had that experience, otherwise they wouldn't share that information. But that's true, that's true. And I have never had that kind of negative experience. I've had negative feelings. Oh, yeah, totally. And, I, and I've had feelings like, no, you shouldn't be here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never... Never in circle? Like mm. you've never cast a circle and then gone, oh, this is scary. No, never. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know we've been in circles with people that have had yeah. terrifying experiences, even though it was. And that doesn't invalidate, like I said, no. what, what they saw or felt. That's their interpretation of the experience. Yeah. And I do really believe and have been told by things I have experienced and been in circle with sometimes people people can see the exact same thing mm-hmm. like actually see the same thing yeah as in the same entity being yeah and one person will think it's a demon another person will think it's a, an angel essentially and it's just down to their interpretation a lot of the things we see are actually the same kinds of creatures yeah but because of we can perceive so little with our puny human brains that's a direct <laughs> quote and our stupid eyes which is also a direct quote which is weird but anyway our stupid eyes that don't work properly. We can't see stuff. And so many people, their third eye is closed or blinded, as in can't see, that they can't see. And so they're scared. And when you see something you've never seen before, yeah, of course, it's scary. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Yeah, overwhelming. And I think people mistake overwhelm with fear. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Or they get overwhelmed and then it's like, yeah. I have no other response but fear. Yeah. And that is that is a true and valid response because you're trying yeah. to protect yourself from something overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we have these natural responses to things, you know. Like, it's called survival instinct. Yeah. You know, yeah. flight or fight or freeze. Freeze. As they now say. Which is definitely mine. I definitely freeze. I think I actually fight a lot. Which kind of frightens me because I believe I'll get hurt. But yeah, I get yelly. Internally. Yeah, you'd be like, "Fuck off, fuck off out of here!" <laughs> Which is a really funny picture in my head. <laughs> it was a fun picture in my head too. Yeah. <laughs> Go get them, Hannah. You can protect us. <laughs> yeah, I'll throw you. I'll yeah. throw you at them. I'll. And I just Go run Hannah. yelling, waving my arms around. <laughs> I think I had a really interesting conversation with Jane, who we did an interview with earlier on in the podcast. We should get Jane back. We should get Jane back. I love Mm -mm, Jane. mm -mm. And Jane was talking about how a lot of experiences, fear-based experiences that happen is based on our perception and that no experience – I'm going to talk about this in a – in a metaphysical way, yep. obviously. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. And that a lot of the times that the negative experience is based on the the baggage we take into the space. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I thought that that was a really interesting idea. Yeah. I've been told essentially that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was yeah a revelation to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all just perception and 
what you've experienced before and, yeah, baggage. Yeah. What you take into – and it can just be an idea of something or, you know, it could be anything. Would I still do a Ouija board? No. No. <laughs> I wouldn't do a Ouija board because the baggage I would take to the Ouija board would mean I would get something scary. Yeah, yeah. However, I've also read a lot of experiences, heard a lot of experiences that were terrifying and opened up, let me finish that sentence, opened up like portals or, you know, invited some kind of entity in. But I also think if you expect to get something terrifying, you'll get it. I often think about how how Ouija boards are no different to using tarot or pendulums. Like they're all about... Or casting com- a circle. They're all... Exactly. They're all about opening up a communication channel. So what... What is it about that? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think it is just that we've been taught that it's absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. 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 And I know for a long time, coming from a well, Catholic background, uh-huh. real Catholic, Irish Catholic background, so like... Spirit was close. Yeah, there was a there was a thought for a long time in my head. It's like, if I do this, will there be demons? Yeah. And there was still always, even when I was in my 20s, there was still this slight, but it could be demons in the back of my head all the time. <laughs> yeah. It could be something bad. Yeah. It never was. Yeah. But I still have to be careful. Sometimes I'll read things or look into things and it's like, but it could be something scary. It could be something naughty or bad. No, not the good naughty. Wow. No. I know, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to play. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And that's just baggage from my, like, childhood essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And stuff you've been taught. Yeah. Watching The Exorcist when I was 16. Yeah. Tremors. For a long time, thought that giant worms were going to come up, alien worms were going to come up. And I've only seen a bit ground. of that movie, but it's hilarious. Oh, it's funny now. When you're eight. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. But yeah, like you see that kind of stuff, and then later on, you're like, "What the fuck? Why am I still <laughs> afraid of this?" Like I remember when I was not very old, maybe eight, seven or eight. Yeah, and. The kids next door who were teenagers, like the, I think, five, five, six, six years older than me, so, you know, like 13 or 14, and they were watching, the eldest kid was watching Child's Play. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. With Chucky. Chucky. And, like, we watched nothing. Yeah. Like, if it was M, it went off, and, like, my brother was younger than me, like, quite a bit younger than me, or really frightened, and, like, we never watched anything. And we walked into the house Child's Play was on the TV. I saw Chucky coming out of the fire, so he was all burnt to a crisp and had no face. Yeah. And I just we walked in at just that moment, and I still remember it really clearly, and I just walked back out again. You're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, I just walked in. Oh, burnt, possessed doll. Walk out. Yeah, I don't need that in my life. Give me Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that's just something that stuck with me. I've never actually watched those films, and I think I should now because I think – I would think they were really funny. But I never, I also never looked in, like I never read about them until I was a lot older. I didn't even find out what it was purposefully, even when I was that young. So I don't, I didn't want to know because it would scar me for life, i.e. tremors. Yeah. For you. Yeah. But I don't have a possessed doll thing now. No. Which is good. Yeah. But I could have, and I don't know 
the process, the thought processes I had when I was eight to know not to do that, but I did. Um, this is a complete side note, but uh, have you? <laughs> do you ever? Do you still listen to um, Two Girls One Ghost? I haven't for a little while, but yes. Um, they had an episode where uh, someone you know, about haunted dolls that you yep. can buy off Etsy. She got a haunted doll off Etsy. Oh, I've listened to some of the, I, re- I want one. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it sounds intriguing. I think I have too many animals for me to be able to. Yeah. I couldn't I'd actually have, to set, have one. Set down some ground rules, but, um, uh, apparently her haunted doll loves their show. Yes. I watched that. I did <laughs> listen to that episode. I thought that was great. I thought that was so and cool. I was like, I'm one of these. Yeah. So I definitely don't have a haunted doll thing. Interlude music. Both of these dogs are the size of a small horse, so she actually has really good control over them because they could go wild. Ours are not that good, but they're like the size of chihuahuas. We had to be really strict when we had a great day, so. Oh, yeah. Um, But, I mean, even these two, these two are smaller. Yeah, now she's coming back in. These two are smaller dogs, but you still have to be that strict because they're not little dogs at all. Haunted dolls, yes. All right. I want one. <laughs> I actually do, but I have animals, so it's not going to work. Okay. I would I would not put my animal through because they would don't understand. Yeah, especially if you ended up with one that was, you know. An asshole. To, yeah, torment the animals, yeah. I don't know. I just, maybe it's just I'm naive, but I just feel like I wouldn't have to worry about it. I'd yeah. have to lay down the law and just yeah. be like, you're in my house and this is how it works. And, yeah, you could probably scare the shit out of me, but yeah, a lot of things try to scare the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You probably, I would say you're probably set. Back to what we're actually talking yeah. about. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, okay. So the next, and I want to say, I just want to preface this is in no way negative to what Lynn has written. I just don't want anyone to interpret it. Oh that God, way. no! Because I actually agree with her. Yeah, but I also think there's more to the story. When I that statement I was going to make at the beginning was basically like, she's right. Yeah, not a hundred percent, but she's right. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, two hours of nuance to this yeah. statement. <laughs> Off we go. I, Lynn, mm. and I love having lot like Lynn messages me sometimes with discussions about things that she'll suddenly like think about, and That's I so love cool. those conversations with yeah. her because it gives me a chance to think about what I actually think. Yeah, because like you know, it's just what I think. It's it's an opinion, not a fact. Exactly. And I think a lot of people get those two mixed up just because you think it's a fact. Or it's your opinion of something. Even if you've experienced it, doesn't mean it's a fact. Just made me think of RuPaul Drag Race with Binami. Anyway. There's RuPaul tarot cards waiting for Liz at the, I was going to say off shop. <laughs> <laughs> Post <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah, once this is recorded and leaks back, we're going to get them. Um, there right. may be a big break in the middle of this that makes no sense. That's why. <laughs> and I'll be all like, <laughs> RuPaul, hi. Um, enjoy my cakes, the artists of those decks. So if you want to go have a look at it, it's really cool. Um, all right. So chop wood, carry water puppies. Essentially is do the work. Do work. Actually do it. I mean, mm. I want to say that if you want to be like, you know, critical, people are always critical of the the sort of academic witches, like the ones that read the books or they just do the readings, be it through TikTok or Tumblr or I did that for a long time. Website. <laughs> I probably still do it. Like, you know, at times I yeah. probably spend more time reading than, than doing. Um, cause I only do things when I feel like I need to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But again, but, this is totally your practice and it's not like you're foisting that onto other people because no. you're part of a coven or like you said you'd do this and then didn't. Yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah. It's just a per- you're solitary now. Yeah. And, so and it's, that's up to you. It's absolutely your choice <laughs> what you want to put into it and yeah. what you want to do. If you want to be, uh, well, they say armchair witch, um, I was going to say head witch, and they're like, that makes no sense. <laughs> head witch. Like Ooh. all in your head. Yeah, yeah. I actually kind of like that. <laughs> um, it could be misconstrued and <laughs> it was double entendre. <laughs> uh, yeah, like if that's, if, that's, if that's where your interest is in the occult and, and that sort of thing, um, who am I to say that that's wrong? Like, And, and if you're like – for want of a better word, a magician. Like some of those guys have to just study and they tell you don't practice for years. Yeah. Like some of those real occult practices, mm-hmm. I mean, these guys think they summon demons. Yeah. You don't want to go in there half-cocked. Oh, no. I read a book. Yeah. No. <laughs> I read a book and now I'm going to summon a demon. Yeah, yeah, it's like, I watched it on TikTok, I'm going to summon a demon now. Yeah. That's going to end badly. Yeah. That's your choice if that's what you want to yeah. do. That's absolutely your choice. But I do believe if you're going out to – like entice and then trap in a circle a bad entity that's and then like demand that it gives you superpowers in some way it's gonna end badly almost no matter how experienced you are (laughs) but so yeah like there are essentially some practices and the belief is you have to be an armchair magician essentially for a long time you just have to read and study and work out the really complicated mathematical tables and stuff that they do to yeah summon a demon yeah or an angel but anyway you know whichever you feel like you want to summon into your circle <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so you know there's there's it's like the complete opposite of nature magic witchcraft i also just want to throw out there i think i may have said this before the high-low magic thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. So when, because re- I've read some, I've read some books <laughs> and I know everything now. No, I've read some books about like on occultism and the different practices. Like I'm really interested in Golden Dawn and that really complex magical, those complex magical systems. It's more theoretical now for me than I actually want to do that because it's just far too complex Mm. but that's that's where the high low magic comes from yeah so high just means complex and low just means almost by instinct i read that from someone put it in that context and i was like ah ah so i always thought of it as mundane no but uh mundane magic like everyday magic sort of to a degree yeah but it's more that it's for want of a better term simple or instinctual yeah so the other thing is high or complex magic, i.e. Golden Dawn kind of stuff. Fully ritualised. Yeah, it relies on your internal building up power internally. Yeah. Where So it all comes from the practitioner yeah. and tools. Yeah. Whereas low, in inverted commas, or mm. simplify, simple magic, everyday magic, you draw on energy from around. Yeah. So if you're out in nature, you can do something much more powerful. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all these hand gestures. Which is <laughs> it's an interpretive dance. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> Ooh, sneak on. Jazz hands. Um, yeah, so you, you draw on the environment more as well. Yeah. And that's why it's low because you don't have to do as much. It doesn't rely on you as much. And I thought that was really interesting. I hadn't read, hmm. I hadn't read that before. 
It's an interesting thought. I'd have to think about it. I'm not sure mm. if I... This was from a magician. This yeah. was from someone who practiced. I think it was the Golden Dawn book. I can't quite remember. Let me tell a magician what I think about magician magic when I don't do it. Oh, yeah. And this is, <laughs> I think again, you're wrong. <laughs> this is from me. I've read books. So there yeah. we go. Yeah. Not even – I don't know if I finished many because some of them are really long. Yeah. So yeah. that was just an interesting yeah. conceptual framework for it. So low, high and low because I've often read – derogatory things about nature magicians witches yeah from always from like high magic users from occultists and stuff and it's like and vice versa (laughs) yeah and it's just complexity versus simplicity or i like to think of it as instinctual Mm. and you draw on the environment which i don't i don't believe that's good or bad it's just, it just is. It's funny, isn't it? Because I always thought of the high magic as like the intense, um, like the not like the spiritual, like the um, like working in like spirit a lot. Where I've always thought of the low magic as working in like the environment. So that was been always been my, and that's sort of still it. But it's yeah. because it's spiritual. <sighs> I mean, spiritual can be in both. Yeah, but Um, it comes from the practitioner was this person, and I can't remember who it was, but you have to do stuff yourself and you don't draw on the environment as much or at all because you you set up your space and you put your own power into it to drive the work. Yeah, I guess like one of the things you hear a lot from witches is about intention. Like mm-hmm. a lot of witches will say, whatever you do, it's about the intention that you put into it, even yes. if it is doing like a, I don't know, a love spell, for example. Yeah. Um, where I know in hoodoo, yeah, um, it's more about the actual plants themselves have the essence of that thing, and so yeah, so um. And, and like, the intention's actually less important. Like, your goal, obviously, is to achieve something, but you're mm. using – I don't want to – that sounds like an object. There are tools, there are, you know, life forces that you're using Essences to help of play life, that into yeah. your magic. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's from what I understand. And that comes back to – we're getting really off track. That, <laughs> that comes back to – Gerald Gardner because yeah. a lot of this stuff as much as sometimes I don't like to admit but it's still a lot of modern witchcraft yeah still has a basis on that and that yeah. came from high magic it came yeah. from golden dawn stuff yeah yeah because according to this new book which I still haven't looked up <laughs> with the introduction by Donald Hutton um that was their influence yeah they were I can't think of the word theos. Theosophical. Thank you. And that's what, you know, and that's, I think someone may have been part of the Golden Dawn who was in that group. Like that was. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me being the area and the space and, you know, who was parts of society that worked on these things. But when you think about that as part of the base for witchcraft or Wicca, like Gardenium Wicca. And then the offshoots, and then et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to where we are today, with a lot of different influences. But that is like a, I want to say that is a main for a lot of it, but obviously, that's not universal. In my experience, that's still a pretty big influence on a lot of the things I read, and still do. Um, 
yeah, it's it's intention. Yeah. It's, it is a high magic concept. So it's yeah. your intention. It's based on the worker. It's based on the practitioner. Yeah. Whereas the high magician's idea of witchcraft is actually closer to voodoo or hoodoo. Yeah. As you were saying, and yeah. it's the essence of the things and then it's just brought together to create a... An outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really fascinating. <laughs> it made me think, though, because, like, a lot of people that or it appears to me, and I haven't read widely, so here's me schooling people, <laughs> is that a lot of the Theosophical and the Golden Dawn stuff, it mm. was it was very much, you know, high higher society. It oh, was, yeah. You know, where... These people had money. And, of course, like then, of course, the low magic, which makes me wonder if this is where the term comes from. Probably. Peasants, peasants like the yeah. everyday people who weren't the part cunning, of upper society. The cunning man and woman. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just it just makes me think about that. And yeah, cultural influences, it probably was. And it's it's not it's not a bias free they aren't bias free terms by any yeah. stretch. Yeah. Mm. Um just going back to the doing the work and the, you know Back to carrying, what we're actually talking about. Water puppies. <laughs> I want water puppies. Me too. Actually, there's water puppies in my story. Um, Lynn was telling me that um, chop wood and uh, carry water. I don't think puppies. Was no, on the not end, with puppies. That's a quote. Is um, a book. It is, is a book. So I, I think it's like, about Buddhism or ah, Zen Buddhism. Chop wood, carry water. I think it comes from a monk. Ah, uh, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, she recommended it to me, which obviously I haven't read. So yet because it was recent. Um, I think it comes. I think it comes from yeah, as like a Zen monk yeah. or a Buddhist monk, and I think the context of the quote. Mm. It. I think the student was asking the monk, and it'll probably be someone really famous, and I'll be embarrassed <laughs> when this no. looks it up. And they said, "How how do you gain enlightenment?" And the master, the monk, said you chop wood and carry water and then there was this big explanation of how doing these mundane tasks would calm your mind and lead you to as part of other things like lead you to enlightenment and it was this big long like explanation it was and good and then at the end the 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 student asked well now that you're enlightened or like once you become enlightened what do you do and the master said chop wood and carry water yeah. So just because you've gotten to this level doesn't mean yeah. you get rid of your bases. No, exactly. Yeah. Your basics. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, it's a book by someone called Joshua Medcalf and it's called Chop Wood, Carry Water, How to Fall in Love with the Process of Becoming Great. Okay. I don't think he said that. <laughs> I'm sure that I that's... don't think he's the Zen master or the Buddhist master that I remember, but anyway, that doesn't matter. It says that he was guided by someone called Akira Sensei. So, oh. yeah. Anyway, so that's the book anyway that she recommends. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I think, of course, with anything, anything's a skill, mm-hmm. like, and the amount of work you put into a skill depends on how much you get from it. Mm. And uh, I don't I, – I, I guess I feel like I – do things because I enjoy them. I don't mm. necessarily do it to become the number one master in Mm-mm. in that thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to what what your goal is and what it is that you want to get out of your spiritual practice. Yeah. And for me, I'm really happy um, just being in nature, being a bush witch, Woo-hoo! and and just um, interacting with the environment and feeling the energies. Like that's where I feel most at peace and yeah. most where I get most of 
where I get my messages and, you know, that mm. kind of thing. And I'm happy with that being my practice. And anything on top of that is just because I want to. Yeah. It's not like uh, you don't read tarot cards every day because you want to be – well, you don't do it every day. But oh, you God, know. no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's like you read tarot cards every now and again and you don't yeah. claim to be a tarot master. But that's not your aim either. No. I Like I read tarot because – you know, I'm looking a for a message and I'm using that tool to yeah. get the message. I could do it every day and I could become so proficient at it that, I, you know, people come to me to get readings. Yeah. But that's not what I want yeah. from it at all. And I think the other part of this is but you're also not claiming to be any kind of master at it either. Which guru. I, yeah, guru Liz. Which I think is, is – I think that's more where Lynn's coming me from. Me too. Yeah. When people come into her and say, no, this, 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 and they're, they're yeah, seen a video on TikTok. Yeah. And it just, as you said earlier, like it comes down to simple communication. Yeah. And it, they could have gone in and said, oh, hey, lady who owns this shop who's obviously been doing this for a while, yeah. can I ask you a question on yeah. Yeah. something I saw on TikTok? Yeah. I've heard this thing. Do you have any thoughts on this? Or even do you have a book on it? Yeah, yeah. You, because I saw yeah. it in the video. Like yeah. I said, seeing it in the video is not yeah. the problem. No. TikTok isn't the problem. No. No. It's people going, oh, I saw it on TikTok, so it was obviously true. Yeah. I mean, this is like right up our street as librarians with yeah. the false information thing. like Lifelong learning and good sources. Yeah. And- Don't trust everything you read or hear on the internet. Or a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like you, we could say something, like the yeah. thing about the Zen master and you look yeah. it up and it's like, no Zen master said this, Hannah, you're an idiot. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. The core lesson of it doesn't change. No. But, yeah, I could have got it wrong. Yeah. It could have just been that, was it Josh, the author of that book? Josh he, Medcalf, he could have said that. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. I don't remember that, but yeah. human memory is very faulty. Yeah. I could have been completely wrong. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Please don't take anything I say as gospel. I mean, we're not we're not yeah. fundamentalists. No. We're not we're not and I think that's I guess that's where the concern comes in is that there are some people that read things, take it as an absolute truth. They spout that information as being factual. Hmm. They insist on this information being factual. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. You can say I heard this and I think it's true. Yeah. But if you say, I heard this and it has to be true yeah. without sufficient basis, then that's a problem. Without the ability to openly listen to what the other person has to say if they yeah. don't agree with you. Like if someone yeah, comments on this episode in a couple of weeks and says, the person who said that quote, Hannah, was this, I'd be like, <laughs> sure, great, thank you. Yeah. Now I don't have to look it up. But if someone got on there and went like, Liz, you're such a dickhead, you know nothing, go fuck yourself. We'll probably delete the comment. I because you know it, it it has no basis. It's just a personal attack for no reason. It's I'm yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not going to listen to you. I'm no. just going to be like, well, fuck you then, and yeah. move on. Well, I won't. I'll probably die in a pit of despair under a rock somewhere and cry. But you'll cause me a lot of angst while I try and get her out from under the rock, and I'll hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between. Having a conversation mm. and being a dictator. We need to have a lot more conversations and a lot less open, shouty, listen to my opinion all the time platforms, if that makes sense. And I've 
probably changed my mind about things a gazillion times since we started this podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. On things. I'll go back and listen to one thing. Oh, God. Oh, God. Why did I say that? But you say it and then you learn from it. Often when I'm editing the podcast, I hear things that I've said and I haven't construed what I was trying to say. And I know that that message, that thing I was trying to say isn't hasn't come across yeah. right. Um, sometimes I actually cut those things completely out because I yeah. just think, well, that's not really what I was trying to say. So, And the other thing is like we've known each other a long time yeah. and we essentially sit here and have conversations. Yeah. Sometimes we'll just go, oh, yeah, yeah. Because we understand. Yeah. But you in the nether nether audience listening won't have any idea what we're saying. No. Oh, I mean, God. Do you know how many times I've had to cut out stuff that just don't make sense <laughs> to anyone else? I think no one else is going to get that. No. <laughs> or we just laugh at things and you're like, okay, I have to edit this out. Oh, do you know how many times I have to la- edit out laughing? Oh, my God. So many I'm trying really hard not to laugh. Yeah. So, and that's, yeah, that's just. 20, yeah, 20, is it, it's 20 years of friendship, over 20 years of friendship. That does that. Yeah, yeah. we're very lucky like that. Yeah. And but we, that's, the, that's the nature of it. After that long, you'd think that we'd know stuff about each other and be able to have some of those conversations that just are actually just noises and us going, <laughs> and yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, and we know that, like, the way that we answer something doesn't necessarily mean that we 100% agree with each other. Yeah. But we respect and love each other. And yeah. Like that's that's the best thing about what we have. Yeah. Yeah. And we also, like I suppose in the context of this conversation, if you don't have that with someone pagany, witchy, you don't have, as we said, a safe space to share your, your opinions, you could get a bit, you could become defensive because you don't have a safe space. So, yeah, you could come across as a bit dictatory. Or alternatively, you get online and you share your ideas and people don't necessarily react friendly online. Oh, yeah. When they respond. So, totally. Yeah. And that can happen, again, that can happen in any context. Not just It's not just a pagan-y thing. That can be anywhere online and it's horrible. It can happen in real life too, but less oh, so. Oh, totally. Yeah. People, you usually take a moment and think about what they're going to say and they can't hide behind, like, well, what is it, keyboard warriors and trolls yeah. and that kind oh, of thing. Oh, my God, trolling on TikTok's terrible. <sighs> yeah. 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 Um, and I think I think that's the, the best thing. If you really uh, – how do I say it? If you are talking with people and – if people behave in a way that isn't ex- not acceptable because we're talking morality here, we're not talking mm, anything else, mm, so it's mm, completely mm, different to whoever you talk with. Yeah. Um, just don't hang out with that person, you know. Mm. If someone came up to me in real life and was telling me how to do my practice and blah, 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 I'm not going to hang out with you. I'm just going to no. be like, I'm going to do my own thing without you there telling me that I'm wrong all the time, you know. <laughs> and so- there's a difference between saying, hey, I do this thing yeah. and it's great. Yeah. And, hey, I do this thing and you have to or you're wrong. Yeah, completely different. And and also, like, if you share what you're doing and the other person's like, <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. Also don't hang out with them. Oh, God, no. Do you know how many times I didn't speak up because I was frightened of being called a fluffy bunny when I first started? I can relate to that a lot. And you also didn't know enough to rebut that kind of thing because you were new. Yeah. 
and you were learning. We're all learning. None oh, of yes. us. We have not stopped learning and no. we will never stop learning. Like that um, Zen master quote thing. After you're enlightened, chop wood and carry water. Exactly. Still. It doesn't stop. You never no. stop learning. You never stop evolving. You never stop growing. And if you do. You'll die because nothing in nature is, perfe- is perfect or in a state of perfection. It's always evolving. If you feel that way, you might need to think about whether that, that's necessarily yeah. accurate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You won't actually die. Don't worry. <laughs> you might, yeah, have other issues. Atrophy. Is it atrophy? Atrophy. Atrophy. Yes, You'll atrophy. Yeah. I often find that because I have the choice to do pretty much anything I want, mm-hmm. I can get a bit overwhelmed with the amount of choices there are. We're never going to battle learn everything that goes on in witchcraft. I'm so disappointed on that. And the occult. Yeah. My brain is not big enough to learn all those things quickly enough. Yeah. Um, in this lifetime. Yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, choice can be overwhelming as well. Yeah. Mm. And I think also um, if you're concerning yourself about the way other people practice versus your own practice, maybe your focus is not in the right place. If you're too focused on trying to do it right by someone else's standards. Yeah. Unless you're in a coven and That's a bit different. That's different. Um I've never actually been in a coven that's structured before. I've never been in one of the real traditional learning kind of covens. No. I kinda like the idea because then Yeah, you have to learn stuff and get it right, but the pressure on is on other people. They've got yeah. to teach you how to do that. Yeah, and then you've got to go away and do the work. But yeah. <laughs> But you have like a a check-in. Someone's yes. making you check-in. Yeah, yeah, and like you have to do it their way essentially. Yeah. That is a different situation. Yeah. And, yeah, they not – hopefully your tutors will be or your mentors in that situation would be kind to you. Yeah. But they could be critical of your yeah. working because yeah. that's completely different. Yeah. Yes. And any kind of mentoring or learning from someone else kind of situation, yeah, they're going to pick holes in what you do because yep. you're there to learn from them. Yeah. And that isn't really what we're talking about. We're talking about peers. Yeah. For want of a better word. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, Just the everyday witch that's out on the street, yeah. not like the person. Not your mentor. Or, or your if you're mentoring head, someone. Yeah, head priestess <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. This, um, yeah, I do have to say group work does make it a little trickier because you do rely on other people. You rely mm. on them, A, to turn up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and B, to, to you know, do what they say they're going to do. And if they yeah. turn up and they haven't done what they said they're going to do, then it affects the outcome for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's different. That's that's just a, a different thing. But um, And that's, for some people, it really suits them and they like yeah. the group environment and they yeah. want to work with other people. And I get that. Like I've had really great experiences in groups Me and too. really felt the energy and it's so much easier to raise energy in with a group. group of people <laughs> that you get along with. And if you're not quite feeling it or you're not quite there, I've often still had really great experiences because you're there with the others and so you can build up with them. Other people can also lift your spirit if you're mm-hmm. feeling like really – not into it and, yeah. and if they're excited then that can make you feel excited yeah. and yeah which is so. super super great i've also had experiences where a few other people aren't quite in the zone and oh God, that's always me <laughs> i've ended the 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 ritual feeling like i've been run over by a truck and <laughs> they're all like yay great i feel so good now and it's 
like, yeah, thanks. It just <laughs> sucked me dry. That's also because I'm very open and I've been told by lots of people that I'm very open and I need to deal with that, but we'll just move on. And your giant aura. Giant aura, which I still don't know what it means. Um, huh. I saw, I don't, this is completely beside the point, but you, mm. you, we both know someone who's doing chemo at the moment. And I told her, oh, I thought, you know, when I was little, I thought everyone saw auras. I thought it was really normal to see this outline on everything. Like it's on all objects. Jealous. Um, I don't see colors, just white. Um, and she was like, oh, check out my aura. And her aura was so small and it made me think, oh my God, like the, chemo is that's, that's fucking sad. ruining yeah, you. Yeah, that's, that's really sad. Well, obviously really important because it's keeping her healthy alive. and alive. Yeah. Not healthy, but alive. Alive. We'll make her healthy. Eventually, yes. Um, but yeah. um, That would yeah. have really hit home for you seeing that. <sighs> yeah, it yeah. was like I reckon a couple of centimetres. Wow. It was really close to her. Yeah. And I like I don't know if that's – I don't know anything about auras. Like I've not really looked into it. It's not been an interest even though I can see the outlines. How could it not be an interest? I know. It's so bizarre, isn't it? I'm like, oh, auras, you know, I can mm-hmm. see them. But, you know, I don't want to read people. Um, and so <laughs> – it's right because I don't like people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is why you don't have the customer service job and I shouldn't have a customer service <laughs> no, job. No, I have Yay! a customer service job now. I don't have a choice. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of like yeah, if, if what other people aren't doing and you're not in a group situation and you're focusing on that, then... Yeah, if you're a solitary and you're focusing overly on other people's practices, yeah, why? Yeah. I mean, if you're... F- Oh. It, I mean, in a negative way. Like if you're if you're if you're seeing other people's practices and, and you're, you're like, wow, yeah, that's, that's exciting. I'm interested in what you're, you're yeah. Tell doing. me about it. Yeah, that's different. But if you're like, well, you're not doing all the right things, and you know or, nothing, and you're shit, and or oh my god, I'm not doing it like you. I must be doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like 50 years experience, <laughs> and I've been doing it for five minutes, and I've been doing it for five <laughs> minutes, and obviously you're yeah. right. Yeah, and you're. St- trying to foist their way into what you do and it's not working. Yeah, that's that's bad yeah. too. You can't just jump into the end. Yeah. You do have to work up to it, which mm-hmm. is what that last line means. Mm. You have to do the work, mm. yeah, to be able to get to that space if that's what you want. And I do think there's also there is a great emphasis in the community, maybe just here, I'm not sure, but I know that until I could say I'd been practicing or into witchcraft for a number of years I felt like I had no authority like it was almost totally years if that makes sense like yeah if I was only going to say I've been practicing witch for five years like no one cared yeah and what I was doing was not important at all it was important to me yeah but I had no authority to talk to anyone else about anything really yeah yeah, and I guess that comes down to also partially goals and mm. what you want to do and partially how you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And if it's through meeting other people and hanging out with people and people going, no, you're too green, I don't want to hang out with you, well, then fuck them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they're not the people for you. Um yeah. I think there's also a really heavy uh, thing on instruction. There's mm. a lot of people looking for instruction. And oh, yeah. the ability to be instructed in this community mm. is really difficult. Like in Tasmania, 
you know, finding like a Gardnerian coven. Has there ever, there has been one. I know of one um, and I know it disbanded, but I don't know if there's another one, you know, like I don't know what happened uh, after that. So, um, and there are people who say, oh, there isn't one, Um, but, you know, and that was 2002, 2001, Mm, like it was a long time ago. Yeah. So you can't, yes, well, I come from a, like I, I, I now have a, like a, a, a piece of paper that says I can teach in a vet institution. So I can teach vocational mm-hmm. education, yeah. i.e. person to person. Yeah. So obviously I feel it has a lot of merit. Yeah. But if you can't find a teacher to like be in their face and be like, hey, teach me. Yeah. In a way that suits you and in like the tradition you want to learn yeah. in, what are you going to do? I also think it's really hard to find people who are willing to teach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like some people could even look at us and go, oh, you've been practising on and off for 20 years because we both have almost. Is it 20? 21. It's a long time. I started when I was in grade 10, so I was 15. And I was 16, so. And I'm 37 now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's a long time. Yeah. It hasn't been continuous for me oh my god especially when i was first starting to learn like jesus (laughs) jesus so some people could say oh you know all this stuff so i want you to teach me i i I don't think i could i don't think i could either i'd like to be able to but i think i'd still have a lot to learn myself to be able to do that yeah because i still feel as we were saying before like the baggage thing I do think there would be aspects of things that I couldn't teach another person, no matter the experience, i.e. in years that I have. Yeah. Because I'm not in a place that I could do such personal work with another person. Yeah. I could probably do things like, you know, well, maybe not, but equivalent to writing a book. So some standardised kind of instructions, yeah, you could probably give, this is how you set up a circle. Yes, I could do that. Yeah, this is how I set up a circle. Yeah. 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 But as far as like what I see as a proper, not proper, the in-depth spiritual mentorship or guidance that a person would need to have the experiences that I've had, I don't think I could do that for another person. Yeah. In a way that would work. Yeah. That they would get benefit out of it and you would get benefit out of it. I'd have to do more work on myself and, like, figure figure myself out and then figure out the process. And then it might not work because each person's individual. Yeah. So I forget what my point was. I used to think years of knowledge and years of experience was all that really mattered. It's not true. Or that it was all that mattered to give you some authority. Yeah. Then we started the podcast and I realised it wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> and in a way that was the only reason I could because it's like, oh, yeah, we've been doing this for all of this time. I feel I could talk about it now with yeah. something that resembled authority. I mean, the thing the thing that we the – within, within myself, not authority as in I've been doing this for all this time. Listen, it's more like I feel confident enough to even talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm. I think that's the thing. We – the goal of this podcast is to open up discussion and yeah. to to share our, our ideas and, and, like, you know, just because I've said what I've said today doesn't mean I'll think that way in, like, three months, a year. 
two seconds. Two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you go back and think, oh God, Liz, that was a dickhead thing to say. <laughs> but you know, and, and so, yeah, I guess that's the thing. Thoughts and feelings and ideas and understandings, they do change. Sometimes really rapidly. Yes. Well, yes, yeah, sometimes it's because of that. What is it? You learn through one experience, like touching a hot plate. You know? Yeah. Have you had a touch the hot plate experience yeah. recently? Yeah. And sometimes, yeah, epiphanies, that kind of thing. And knowledge does not necessarily equal wisdom. Mm. And I think they're things to also take into consideration. And that's also probably a lot of what the quote was about from Lynn. It's like, yeah. yeah, you can know a whole bunch of stuff, but it's not wisdom. It's not ingrained in you. It's not the experience, experiential you haven't experienced something. Because I know yeah. there's a lot of things I've read about. Yeah. But I don't know jack about them. Yeah. Because I haven't experienced it. Yeah. And some things you read and go, that's ridiculous. And then you experience and it's like they were totally right. That yeah. crazy sounding thing. Yeah. No, they were totally 100% correct. Yeah. But I thought they were crazy because I hadn't experienced it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Have an open mind. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you never know where inspiration can strike you Mm. and you'll never know when you'll have something to say that will be really important. And some of the most sort of touch the hot plate moments, some of the the most inspiring things I've read or some of the things that really make me think are from people who have really different life experiences to me, haven't had much experience in this community but they look and they look at things completely differently mm-hmm. and then they'll just say some little comment and I'll go, I've never thought of that like that before. Yeah. You've been doing this for like five seconds. Yeah. And this is what you came up with. That's incredible. And there is something about how a fresh set of eyes can totally, totally, totally bring a new perspective. So just because you might not have heaps of experience doesn't mean anything. You could have had this amazing experience, a one-off, and you tell some people about it, not in a, you know, uh, just in a, I had this experience kind of way. And the other people go, wow, I've been doing this for 20 years and I've never thought of that like that. So you can still teach people things. And you hear a lot of people say when they when they are a mentor or when they do teach mm. or instruct that that's that's, that's, what, that's why they do it. Of why to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's not about you imparting knowledge. It's about no. the things that you can learn from your students. And a really good mentorship or, or guardianship or guidance or whatever. Like that's the point. That's, that's, that's yeah, that's why they say they do it because yeah. it's, it's two ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the mentee, the, the learner gets a lot out of it directly. Yeah. But, the teacher also has to really, really think about their practice and their their thoughts around it, the theoretical basis of it, and they could come up against things that they just did because this is how it's done. Yeah. It's like, well, why do I do it like that? Yeah. I have to figure this out so I can teach it. Otherwise, they're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. As I said earlier, adult learners have to have a reason. Yeah, they have to have context. And you can't just say to them, it's always been done like this, so off you go. <laughs> My poor little aquarium brain would just be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to break me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, 
that's why they do it and that's yeah it's one of the main benefits yeah which i can see yeah yeah Hmm. well i think that's probably a really good place to leave it did we go over all of the bits i think we did like the so the quote was centuries old practice is not learned on tiktok don't school others on law you read somewhere chop wood carry water puppies there are no shortcuts we didn't say much about there being no shortcuts yeah well is there anything you want to say about there being no shortcuts generally there isn't but sometimes it feels like there is if you have big epiphanies yeah so essentially i agree with the last part there aren't really shortcuts But you can learn a real lot in a short time and it feels like you've made this shortcut. Yeah. And then a few months later you learn a whole bunch more and you're like, oh, wow, I knew nothing. And then years later it will happen again and again and again. You're like, wow. Yeah. I just still didn't know anything. I guess I I sort of think more about, um, you know, there's no chip to be downloaded in your head. No. Like, and even if you are the kind of person that works with the Akashic Records and you – are downloading knowledge from that you're still doing the work to get that and oh yeah and and learning that like knowing knowing what you've been told and then experiencing it are two different things totally yeah, yeah. yeah. and i do think if if there was going to be a shortcut of any kind which there really aren't yeah experiencing something yeah more than reading about it or learning about it if yeah. you want to say there is a shortcut that's the shortcut yeah but it's not really at all no no so i suppose yeah there aren't i'd have to agree there aren't there aren't shortcuts you just can't to know it in like the marrow of your bones kind of thing yeah there aren't there aren't shortcuts no no Mm. so overall do you want to wrap up with saying a final thought like how much, like, do you agree overall? Do you disagree? Like, what would be your final thought on, on the quote and, like, the whole discussion? I would say that... No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I agree with the quote, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's as simplistic as... Um, I don't think learning is... I don't think learning... The concept of learning is as simplistic as... Mm. Yeah. I don't know, not saying that well. <laughs> I suppose I would, if I had to say yes or no, I would say no, I don't agree. Yeah. Because I can't agree with it word for word, every single thing that's said. Yeah. However, if I was going to be able to elaborate, I'd say actually, I, I do agree. Yeah. It needs a lot more context. And social media itself is not, is not like there's not, there's not a problem with social media as a tool that's the thing that I took the most uh disagreement from mm-hmm. was the was the thing about tiktok i think that um sorry now i'm going to go back into another statement mm-hmm. i think that ever since it hit the rounds on all the social media pages the witchcraft ones about the the young i think they called them baby witches the baby witches were cursing the moon it sort oh, of yeah. it gave this perception about what tiktok was that wasn't an accurate reflection of what TikTok actually was. Mm. And um, and often when you ask people about say things about TikTok, they're like, oh, isn't that just the thing where people dance? And it's like, that's well, how that's it started. on there. That's but part of it. There's an amazing community on there. Mm. Um, 
and uh, like the indigenous community on there is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, the trolls are less amazing. Yeah. Um, and the witch community is mostly good. Mostly good. I think it's like that with any social media, and yeah. especially a new um, platform. Yeah. Yeah. Until they figure out how to not police it, but like how to. And until people, like, self-moderate to a degree, it's going to be full of trolls. Honestly. But the innovation that also is going to happen because it's freer, it's going to be amazing. I I like because I I really love the the First Nations Australian TikTok videos. I watch so Mm. many of them. Mm. And unfortunately, though, I swear in every video, they could be just making a video about, I don't know, an art piece that they've been making or um, um, an opinion about something. They'll Mm -hmm. get people on there who start throwing slurs and um, using horrid terms that are definitely not socially acceptable, Um, telling people that that they're just whining about stuff given they've been through genocide, you know, and to get over it. And you start to realise how much of a big issue these things are in society when you see these pages it's just so crazy it's just i can't i just do not understand the energy and effort these people put into into doing that like all of that hate and anger and the right they feel to put it onto other people well the thing is they just report all their videos so they get banned (sighs) and then and then and they haven't done anything Mm. all they've done is talked about their artwork or had an opinion and other people's opinions are more important and they get banned i don't like it happens with the body positivity movement too it's Mm. uh the fat phobia that you see on those pages is really really scary and this is where i guess that's the dark side of tiktok Mm. but it's also the the space that we can learn that these things really do happen and they're awful and we can help help people who are being bullied stand up. Mm. So, yes. yes, there's trolls and there's some horrible, horrible stuff. But I suppose if anything, like, don't go on don't go onto social media and get into fights with people. That's not what I'm advocating. But I often <laughs> feel like I'm a lurker. I don't I don't post much and I don't I just don't look at it now much at all. But if you're on social media and you see someone being tro- like really being trolled, just don't say anything to the trolls, but say something positive. Yeah, tell to the person. Tell the person that you think they're worth everything. Yeah, you can't control other people. You can right. only control yourself. Yeah, and how you react and how you behave. So, you know, throw some love and support out there for some people. Yeah, but yeah, like it, it's the same as with everything else. Like you, you, you can't control everyone. And can't control anyone. And I really can't remember what I was going to say. Why don't you let us know what you think about this episode and what you think and do you agree with the quote? Do you think that we're too um, overthinking it? Or That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I think we've got we spent like two hours talking about it. It might be two hours what when it's edited. learning? <laughs> yeah. Do you think we've overthought this way too much and it's just like, yes, it makes sense, it's a totally reasonable quote and yeah. you agree? Yeah, Look, we're, we're interested. So um, mm. hit us up. You can email us at witchy.bytes at outlook.com. 
You can also find us on Instagram at witchy.bites and on Facebook at witchy.bitespodcast. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like writing us a letter. Yes, we have a P.O. box or a G.P.O. box. So send us physical things. It's G.P.O. box 93 Hobart 7001. Yeah. So if you mm. feel like writing down your thoughts in, in handwritten, or you could type and print it off. We don't mind. We are. <laughs> I'll be so excited to go there and open the box. It's like this stuff. Wow. <laughs> Someone wrote us a letter. Someone sent us a postcard. As long as it doesn't say like you suck. <laughs> Yeah, we get like hand, these little, what is it, like newsprint cutout letters. Yeah. You'll die in seven days. Uh, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> um, and, yeah, we'll catch you at the next episode. Bye. Bye.